Welcome to Served Neat, hosted by your girl, Jen Hartman. I'm the CEO of Neat, a boutique PR and marketing agency based out of Louisville, Kentucky. I launched Neat in 2019 with just $3,000 in my bank account. Since then, I've had the opportunity to work with hundreds of emerging brands and Fortune 500 empires. I believe that marketing and PR should be served neat, just like your favorite bourbon. On this podcast, you'll hear about the latest and greatest growth strategies, the ups and the downs of entrepreneurship, and so much more. Pour yourself a glass of your favorite bourbon because it's time to dive in to this week's episode. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Served Neat. Y'all, I'm not gonna lie. I can't stop thinking about feet and I'm not into feet. Let me clarify. I'm not into feet, but did anybody see the commercial before the Super Bowl where it was just like AI generated images of people washing each other's feet? Did anyone else see that? Okay, so thoroughly convinced that that commercial was for Feet Finder. And as I was watching, Watching the commercial, I was like, hey, this is weird. If I worked on their marketing team, I'm not sure I would put millions of dollars into a Super Bowl ad. But hey, I mean, foot lovers probably do watch football. Maybe this makes sense. Maybe they did their research and they found out that this was their audience. The commercial wraps up. Turns out it's not for Feet Finder. It is for Jesus. And not just for Jesus. It's to rebrand Jesus, to bring Jesus into the 21st century. And I was like, huh, um, that was odd. Just a little bit odd. And before anybody DMs me on Instagram or LinkedIn or whatever, sends mail to my house, I grew up Catholic. And so I am allowed to have an opinion about Jesus. In fact, I was an altar girl. Let me tell you about my altar girl years. Grade school, every Sunday, I put on the white robe. I went up to the altar. I prepared the body and blood of Jesus Christ. I was a good little helper. It got to a point where I was not performing all of the duties of an altar girl. And it became very clear that it was no longer a good fit when the priest continued to ask me to go and light the candles and I would delegate that task to somebody else in the church because I did not want to light a match. I was terrified of accidentally burning down the church. I was afraid of fire. I don't really know what happened to me at whatever point in my life, but I am still afraid of fire. So we had to part ways. So my years of an altar girl did end at some point. Whatever. Okay. Coming full circle back to the Jesus commercial. I guess I had to explain like why I'm allowed to talk about Jesus. I have some thoughts around the commercial. Well, one, like maybe it was effective because now I'm thinking about feet all the time. Not about Jesus specifically, just about feet. (laughs) It definitely got a lot of conversations going. There was a lot of talk online about, wow, Jesus, like really pulling out the big bucks for the Super Bowl this year. Love to see that ad budget go off king. Saw a lot of content around this commercial specifically. I got a little crazy on Sunday. I had a fever all weekend and so we're going to chalk it up to the fever. But I got a little wild and I posted on LinkedIn about the foot commercial and my thoughts about the foot commercial. My audience on LinkedIn is a little different from my audience on Instagram. The humor that I saw was not there. Jokes are not allowed on LinkedIn. I was getting comments about how Jesus does not need a rebrand. Jesus cannot be rebranded. God is good. I got 
got a history on foot washing, which y'all, I grew up Catholic. I know the foot washing situation. LinkedIn didn't think it was as funny as I did. And I started to get very embarrassed by the number of comments that were popping up. And so I deleted the post. Deleted it like never happened in the first place. So that's my journey this week. That's why I can't stop thinking about feet. But let's go ahead and change directions. Let's stop with the foot talk. I also am still getting over being sick. So I have this really cute smoker's cough. It's kind of giving me throaty kind of like sexy sound. Maybe I'm here for it. I kind of, it's not, it's not a bad sound. Okay, moving on. So last year we did something in the business that I never, ever thought we would do. In fact, I was pretty actively against it for quite some time. We spent $17,000 on something that completely changed the trajectory of the business and and we're going to dive in here. This sales tactic brought in $264,768, almost $265,000 in new sales in 2023. And this tactic, drumroll please, we bought leads. We bought not just a couple leads, we bought a crap ton of leads in 2023. And it was a game changer for the business. There were some high quality leads clearly because they converted to almost $265,000 in sales. Every time I talk about this on Instagram or with friends, people always have questions about it. And I want to dive in and talk about why we did it, how we did it, some tips, tricks, all the things. So the platform we went with for buying leads is called Bark. Com. The reason why I initially really liked Bark, and that's B-A-R-K, like woof, bark, bark like a dog. The reason why we chose this website specifically is because the way in which the leads came into the platform. So bark.com is essentially a marketplace and there's a bunch of different industries. For example, if you are looking for a cleaner, you can create an account and then there's a bunch of cleaners who are looking for clients and so they can find you that way. And so it's like a two-sided marketplace. And so this works really well for agencies and brands who are looking for agencies. So if you're a brand and you're looking for an agency, you can create a free account. You can put a post on Bark saying that you are looking for a PR agency or a marketing agency or a creative agency and you can put what your budget is and what you're looking for the agency to do, like what type of project you're hoping they can take on. And then from there, what happens is agencies who meet the criteria or the parameters, they will get notified. So like, for example, a brand might say, I only want to work with agencies in this specific city or I'm open to remote agencies. And based on the criteria, that the input certain agencies will get notified. And then from there, the agency can choose to either purchase the lead or pass on the lead. So if you purchase the lead, what happens is it will take out credits from your account. You pay for so many credits in your account on Bark, and then it takes out those credits and then you actually own the lead. And when you buy the lead, you get a verified phone number, an email, company name, first name, last name, all this really good information. And you can literally pick up the phone, you can text them, you can email them and get the sales conversation going. The reason why why I like the leads is because they're qualified and they're also warm or hot. They're in the process of looking for an agency. So it's not like you're buying a lead that has an expressed interest. You're not just buying a lead that doesn't have any intent. Like you're buying a lead that does have intent. So to us, Bark was well worth the money we spent on it. Now, not every lead was a winner, right? Like we spent tons of money on leads that didn't end up converting, but we own those leads now and we've been nurturing them through an email sequence. Anyways, once you pay for the leads on Bark, you own them forever and always, and you can bring them over to your email platform or your SMS platform. And so even if they're not a good fit right now, they may convert in the future. When it comes to Bark or any platform where you do buy leads, I do have a couple pieces of advice. 
Make sure you are buying leads that have a business domain. I don't know how other lead buying platforms work, but for Bark, they block out part of the email address, but you can still tell if it's gmail.com, outlook.com, or if it's an actual business address. You can tell pretty easily. So only buy leads that have a business domain. And then what you should also do too is when you get notified that there's a new lead that you can either accept or deny, make sure that if you accept that you call them right away. Like pick up the phone, call and have a conversation. Even if you're just asking for 30 seconds of that person's time to then set up more of a sales call, like a formal call, pick up the phone and call because what happens is there are multiple agencies on Bark who are bidding on the same lead. So the faster you can get to those leads, the better. If it's been five days and you see a lead, don't even waste your time contacting that person. Oh, the other cool thing about Bark that I didn't mention is it caps out at five people. Only five agencies can purchase that lead. But even so if you wait, it'll say how many people have purchased the lead. If it says four to five people have purchased, you don't want to buy the lead because you're decreasing your odds of actually converting that person into a client. So look for people who are brand new and who only have one or two people who have purchased the lead and call right away. The other thing to be mindful of on Bark is just the amount of money that the credits cost. They actually doubled their prices in 2024 and we've actually pulled back a little bit on using Bark only because of the price increase. So I would say just be mindful mindful because you can burn through credits so quickly. Like I want to say when you buy credits, I think it's about four or $500. And with that, you can only buy five leads. So the cost of leads has definitely gone up. But again, you're buying leads that are showing intent. So it can be worth it. For anybody who's using alternative methods in your business for bringing in clients or customers, do it. Whatever is working, continue to do it. Don't let somebody shame you into thinking that buying leads is bad or sending cold emails or cold calling is bad. That is not bad. You're not doing the devil's work. (laughs) It's okay to reach out to people unannounced and introduce yourself and present your services if you think it's going to benefit that person. There's no shame in the cold sales game. I see a ton of content out there about like, don't cold DM. Cold DMing is so icky. Who decided that? Who decided it? Can we have a conversation? Because it's okay to do sales your way, whether it is buying leads, whether it's cold emailing, or whether it is quote unquote nurturing people for one to two months before approaching the idea of a sales conversation. Listen, I love that. Like love the idea of building a relationship for a couple of months and then having a sales conversation. But like, I don't have time for it. I quite literally just want to get to the point. Are you interested or not? If not, why? If yes, let's talk about it. Let's progress the conversation. I just don't like to waste time. I don't like our team to waste time. We have something that's really incredible. And I think every brand really needs what we're selling. And so I'm not opposed to just being upfront about our intentions for reaching out. In fact, I think it's better to be upfront. If you think that you need to nurture someone and warm them up for one to two months before you shift the conversation and sell them something, your intention is to sell, right? Your intention is to ask for their money. Why are you hiding behind a relationship or pretending like you want to be somebody's friend? Just get to the point already. That's just my two cents. So you can take it if it resonates or leave it if it doesn't resonate. I will not be offended. So anyways, one last time, wanted to go over these numbers because I think it's pretty incredible. 
all that, we only spent $17,800 and we made nearly $265,000 from buying leads. I don't public math, but that return on investment is real strong. I love it. Love to see it. We had better ROI buying leads than any other sales or marketing activity in the business, which is just incredible. I will say if you are going to buy leads, you have to either be a pretty strong closer yourself, which I am not a closer. Y'all should hear me try and close. I can build rapport with anybody out there. But when it comes to actually asking for somebody's money, that is not my area of expertise. I feel real weird about being so can you sign the contract and pay the invoice? I'm just not good at it. In my mind, I want to say something like, can I have your money, please? And that's not really how you close deals. So I'm not good at it. But we had an incredible closer who was with us last year. In fact, we just recently lost her and I'm still sad. I'm still working past it. But she was such a strong closer. So buying leads and then getting her to hop on a call and have a conversation with the lead worked so well for the business. So that's the only caveat I would say is don't buy leads if you're not a good closer or if you don't have a good closer on your team because you're just going to waste a ton of money at the end of the day. Okay, that is the episode. That's the pod. I will catch you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Served Neat. I hope you enjoyed listening and found some tasty nuggets of marketing wisdom to help you take your brand to the next level. Remember, just like a perfectly crafted cocktail, marketing is all about finding the right balance and serving it up with a splash of creativity. So keep building, keep refining, and keep serving up your brand with style. And if you're thirsty for more insights, follow us on Instagram at Nate underscore the agency for even more marketing tips and tricks. Be sure to subscribe and join us for our next episode of Served Nate. Until then, cheers.